welcome to the Crossroads Podcast, a podcast where we expand the conversations from Crossroads, a weekly gathering of college and young adults out of Olive Baptist Church. Through the lens of scripture, we discuss some hot takes on the challenges young adults may face concerning faith, apologetics, theology, and hashtag adulting. For more information, visit olivebaptist.org slash youngadults or follow us on social media. Well, hello there from the podcast studio. We are back with the lovely Miss Anna Grace Carrick. Hi, y'all. And then actually our fearless leader decided to make an appearance. Welcome back. Like a... Feels weird to be here. You know, <laughs> like a unicorn that yeah. like sometimes shows up, sometimes mm-hmm. not. Jack was Jack was good though. He was. He did. And then you guys were good on good. your own too. So yeah, he was a little too good. The, the quote elf. Um, he's too good at this or whatever that that line was. Yeah, I was kind of. I was listening to him while exercising, and I'm like, mm, doing a little bit too good here. <laughs> he did The audience might job. not miss me, so I had to quickly jump back on the next week. <laughs> kind of just be back. That's so. just so menacing. Like, is yeah. Jack in, like, a closet <laughs> somewhere? <laughs> Where is he? <laughs> yeah. Oh, he's no longer on staff, actually. So there, we had a... No, just kidding. No, he did good, and, and we'll, we'll probably have him on in the future. Mm-hmm. So. Jack, if you're listening to this, you send us a text. Yeah. Let us know, <laughs> Let if us you're know okay. how. <laughs> no, it was good. It was good to have him. Mm-hmm. But yeah, he'll definitely probably pop back on eventually mm-hmm. when Adidas stays. So, guys, what's new? What's happening? Crickets? Wow. Okay. Moving on. Anna now. Grace, what's going on in <laughs> your life? And what's going on in my life? Or whatever you wanted to say. You, look, <laughs> you like inhaled over there. So I'm... I think I was just inhaling, but uh, <laughs> just breathing on my own. Let's see. I just got back from home, um, which was amazing to be in Tennessee for a little bit. Um, and I got a small taste of fall. I was there about to say. Because it was. Is it starting? Around 70 during oh, the day and then low 60s. And I like low 60s at night and I got to wear a hoodie and it was just that's just so nice I'm so jealous as a New England man 70s isn't what I would call fall but okay, it was the taste of fall taken, because, oh because um, for well, me well it's still 90 degrees outside right now yeah my car registered 105 <laughs> yesterday yeah, trust and me. that was just an affront to humanity <laughs> I want it to be fall so bad because where I, where I grew up like right about now is it it's yeah brisk like it's like 58 like we're september Stop. it might you might still get an occasional hot day early mm-hmm. september but i mean it's hoodie weather but um i am so excited for probably two or three weeks from now we might see a dip right in florida maybe october ish i think october there october be. yeah it should at least in the mornings, it starts getting a little cooler. Yes. Well, I was talking to Andre the other day, and I was, uh, I don't remember, I think I was just going on and on. Like, we both love, like, it, to me, it's not a debate. There's no debate. September through December. So fall time through Christmas time is the best time of the year. Like, I don't think that's a debate. So we were talking about that. We can debate in a second, it looks like, but... Um, <laughs> What I was saying to Andrea, though, is that it's been so hot for so long. I'm like, yeah, it doesn't ever get cold in Florida. And she's like, yes, it does. And I'm like, no, it doesn't. And then I remembered when Oliver was born, it was December. 
and, and I remember we had wearing crisp like crisp December. Yeah, last I remember year. wearing like having to come out of the hospital in like a winter Christmas jacket. Was freezing. Christmas, here. we actually had like sub freezing mm-hmm. temperatures. Like, I forgot about that. Yeah, it, it. I remember seeing pictures from Christmas Eve and Christmas Day because we yeah. had church that day, and all of us were like literally bundled to mm-hmm. like the nth degree. It was cold. I just feel like clothing is better though when it's cold. Like there's way more that. options. Yeah. I agree you know? with that. Mm-hmm. Even though, I mean, I'm a summer girl. I mean, you're kind of just wearing summer. a fall vibe right so now, Grace. I, I am, because <laughs> I'm, I'm trying AC. to, I don't believe in manifestation, but if I did, yeah. I'm trying yeah. to manifest fall. <laughs> but what it's, was, uh, Anna Grace looked like she had a debate, though, for how September I, through December isn't the best time. Are you okay. going to go summer is? No, I, I love September through December. I will say it's a great time, but I love summer Same. so much. And my birthday's in the summer, so maybe that's a little bit of a the best birthday because it's in June. Like, June is, I feel, like, May, June It cuts my year, best. like, right in half. Yes. So I'm, like, waiting for my birthday and then waiting for See, I'm an October Christmas. baby, so I do debate that October is probably one of the best months out of the year, but it's, like, I still love, mm. like, May, June is just, like, well, some of my May's my birthday, favorite. but I'm even... May's my birthday, and I'm... Because here's the thing for me. <laughs> you have football season... <laughs> Which I'm a big football fan. Go Vols. Grace, you're are you a football fan? I'm not. So that I'm is, sitting between two people who I know really enjoy football. I do. So. But it's like there's something about that vibe. It's just like okay, then Andre, my wife's birthday is is nine eleven. Yes, I acknowledge that <laughs> it's nine eleven. But that's when her birth birthday she, is. But good things happen that day as well. Yes. So then you've got kind of moving into October vibes, spooky season. Say it, mm-hmm. say it, Tim. No, we're not gonna. You don't know. <laughs> say it. You, don't, you, got, you, you got cannot that. say spooky season. <laughs> say it the way. Um, we're just gonna move okay. on. And then we have, <laughs> we've got Halloween, which is. What is that, Tim? Yeah, not that? not co-signing it, but I will admit, <laughs> candy. Reformation day, yeah, Reformation me? Day, candy, <laughs> All Saints Day, whatever, and then. Then you've got November and the best holiday, Thanksgiving. Thanksgiving. Mm, it is. Thanksgiving I agree. is a good holiday. And then you move into the time of year where you're watching Home Alone. You're watching which, Elf. Which, by the way, I just remembered Home Alone I saw for the first time with you guys. Yeah. <gasps> really? Yes. <laughs> yes. Yep. Anna Grace's face. Yeah. I don't know if Anna Grace was there. I don't remember who I was know, over. I know. I wasn't I don't there, think Grace was uh, over at our house. I can't remember with who. But I think it was with Reagan. Yeah, yeah. It was you and Reagan, because that's you what you worked here. You've never seen Home Alone? Nope. Yeah. It's like a classic. I know. More than a classic. I know. The classic. I know. And, yeah, so then it's Christmas, and then Christ has come to Earth, and we love celebrating <laughs> that, so it's the best time of year. <laughs> but I just don't think there's a, I don't think there's a debate, because the, the summer vibes are... Summer Like, vibes. I like to immerse myself in... in um, like, man, I, I don't know what to explain, but, like, routine, season, I don't know what it is. Summer is just summer. Especially in Florida, like, it's just, like, par for the course. Like, it's beautiful. It's great. It's, but, like, what is there that unites people together? In the fall, it's pumpkins and, like, apples. I don't know what else. Like, it just leaves. <laughs> you know what I mean? What unites Sweater us all together? Like, pumpkins and leaves. Like, apples. What do you do? <laughs> Yeah, but in the summer, it's like, 
the beach. beach. Welcome to the Yeah, we live in Pensacola. Yeah. Pumpkins and apples. The beach and vacations and concerts and and that's not unique even to though it's summer. like way too hot for and bonfire in the summer no that's a fall vibe you just proved my point well i think it's because i'm thinking of like different california. places yeah, yeah. california gets really cold at night places. in the summer even though it's like 115 degrees so it's like by the see that to me ocean, sounds amazing it's like 50 degrees at night mm-hmm. every single night but also what were summers like in like Cape Cod, Boston, I feel like that would be much mm-hmm. nicer. Versus here, it's like we're sometimes in survival mode. Well, it's really, it's <laughs> just, it's really hot. That's what people don't like. The cool thing about where I grew up is like you have four distinct seasons. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So you've got, you've got winter, which is much too long. It's very wintry. Then you got spring, which is like April to June, early June, which is like very nice. Like May in New England, you're talking. Mid sixties, like beautiful weather. Summer gets hot. The thing is, the humidity is not the same. Right. So it's not. You don't really think about how hot it is. You can kind of like go about your day doing things. Mm-hmm. It's hot enough to where you want to go to the beach, but it's not like Florida becomes a real factor. Like Florida, you cannot we're swimming in our own air. Like you can't exercise <laughs> outside in Florida in the summer in the mm-hmm. middle of the day. Like you have to either do it after the sun goes down or pretty much before it comes up. Yeah. And that's not really reality. And even sometimes then yeah. like it's still hot. Yeah, I remember like hot. in New England you can be in the middle of the day in summer playing soccer. I mean, I worked at a camp where you're outside all day. It was hot, mm-hmm. you sweat, but you're not Right. Like I couldn't imagine that here, but all of that proves, though, <laughs> September Where you are. through December <laughs> matters. Is, and then, what city you're <laughs> in no, matters. September. Conversation. <laughs> hey, I've already, I've already, like, in my mind, Maybe like, we've hyped you up that fall. Ten minutes grade. into this tirade, I'll be like, in my mind, I go, oh, the analytics are going to be bad on this one. Yeah, let's just keep going. So I'm like, well, the people are still with us are probably enjoying this. So. Also, if you're doing crossroads, we kick back off in the fall, and we have fall bath fest. Yeah, but our summer nights, those were so oh fun. They were so good. Christmas in July. I know. This is yeah, true. actual see, Christmas. But, <laughs> <laughs> but the surprise of Christmas in July. I mean, it was great, but... Okay, guys. I want our audience. Put, we're going to put a poll up and yeah, see. Favorite like, season. September <laughs> through December, and the only... You need to give us like an alternate view because I've only heard summer as the other thing. I mean, spring could be no a great time, I guess, for some people. Maybe summer is your argumentation is just so because it's like summer and fall are my favorites. I hate winter. I am like I get so depressed in the winter. So yeah, January to like March is just kind of like why are we here? I mean, you get the Super Bowl in February, but again, that doesn't help. Grace, yeah, that doesn't help help me. For me, I do, like, here's, like, <laughs> spring is great because it's the start of baseball season. So Spring is kind of nice here because oh. it's, like, more hopeful. And build like, things like, around okay, sports. Okay, are coming. But I, I definitely, uh, like, by the end of December, I just go, okay, I'm done with cold weather. If it the even day gets after cold Christmas or January 2nd. But you do get the, the pick-me-up in January because it's the new year, the new, new year. year. Yeah. So, like, you're, like, locked in on your goals for the first 14 days. <laughs> 14, 14 days. February, yep. things crash. Yep. March. There's Valentine's it's Day. Just, March is just off of the books. March has nothing. It has nothing to offer. It really doesn't. I'm sorry for all the people who were born in March. 
That's probably why we, we preached on anxiety and depression. Yeah. Yep. I just realized we did that January. We need to make that a yearly thing. <laughs> we just, did it yeah. during sad season. All right. Well, we okay. have we've destroyed the podcast. So, okay. <laughs> if you're still here. Speaking of fall, um, we've got our Unplugged Worship Night coming up here in just a couple of weeks. Yeah, September 19th. Super exciting. And then um, we've got a really exciting <gasps> fall fest coming in one of the best months out of the year, which is not debatable for Tim, but we won't go down that rampage again. But October 17th, yes. we will. Okay, I will debate you on that. It is the, fir- the best month out of the year. No, I'm just kidding. October. No, yeah, I would actually say okay. <laughs> November is the best. No, October is the second best. December is the third best. Wow. But okay, we'll continue again, guys. We will put a poll <laughs> in this podcast, and you can help us settle this debate. Um, but yeah, so jumping into what we discussed last week or this last week, um, it's really good for preparing our our hearts mm. for like the seasons that we're finding ourselves in. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, what stood out to you guys about um, John's guest appearance? The quote he had, and I'm, I was writing it down, so I might not have it all, but um, he said, every day you are enforcing habits that either fuel God's mission or some other mission, often the American dream. Um, and we've talked a lot about habits here on the podcast and um, ways that we're um, making our li- different, we're adding different rhythms into our lives. And so that just really made me think about what what habits I'm currently um, implementing in my life and either if they're either drawing me closer to Jesus or if they are pushing some other selfish ambition that I might have. And so that made me stop and really um, think through what was going on in my days. And so that was super helpful for me. Yeah. Yeah, I loved, um, obviously we're in, we were in week three of our now series, our vision series for the fall. Mm-hmm. So... You know he's preaching, reaching our world, and uh, if you weren't if you weren't there or you're catching up or you're, by the time you're listening to this, um, it's not fall anymore, and you're just <laughs> this is actually cool. I can talk to a guest who comes in February 2024. I just realized that. Think about that. Yeah, that's true. Wow. Hey. The first 20 minutes, if you made it, were, had nothing to do with any... I'm so sorry. But go back on YouTube to our Now Series playlist, week mm-hmm. three. Uh, Pastor John from Boston, church planner there, brought Boston. a great, great word um, about what... It, really, I'd say he really talked about um, mission. What, what does that mean? What does it mean? And I love kind of looking through some of my notes. Um, he... He said, lining up kind of with what Anna Grace talked about, he said, mission, in, mission is an identity issue. Mm-hmm. Basically, he kind of pushed back. I think a lot of us grew up with this idea of like there being like a professional missionary. Mm-hmm. So those are the people really excited about getting the gospel, the people who don't have it, and then like everybody else is a bystander. Or if they're not a bystander, they're kind of like a subplot. You know, but mm-hmm. his main point, I think he's driving, is like, he, he, we looked at Mark chapter 1, 35 through 39. Mission is what fueled Jesus on earth. And then mission is what's supposed to fuel Jesus followers mm-hmm. as they are filled with him and then follow his example. So that was a huge takeaway for me. Um, even 
um, with with what it means to to follow Jesus coming on. You know, a couple weeks ago we talked about that. And I also had written down, I thought this is really good. I hadn't really thought about this. He looked at a few different ways Jesus was calling and commissioning followers. Mm. He goes, follow and fish, right? We looked at that passage when he says, follow me, I'll make you fish as a man. Um, he talks about with and sent, you know, he talked about Jesus calling disciples to be with him so that they could be sent mm. out by him. And then he um, talks about, you know, sitting and going, sitting at the feet of Jesus, going on mission. So I thought that was really cool thinking through, you know, our identity as a missionary. If we're a follower of Christ, we're all missionaries. But then like core to what Jesus calls us into is following fish, to be with him, be sent by him, mm. sit and go. So there's this rhythm to life on mission. So mm. That's really good. Yeah, I think um, one of the things that really stood out to me was um, just kind of the things that might hinder you from living mm. a life on mission. Mm. Yeah, that's really um, good. It was just a really good heart check. John talked about um, one idol that may keep you from really just going all in um, is the idol of comfort and safety. Mm. Um, and that can range from, you know, God is calling me to, you know, if you're a college student, like giving up a summer and giving it up yeah. to missions, um, to just like becoming more, um, sensitive and aware of like where God has placed you, mm -hmm. um, from going to the grocery store to, you know, how God has strategically put you in a specific neighborhood to interact mm -hmm. with the people around you. Um, so definitely something that was convicting for me is um, my worship of like my safety net mm -hmm. that does definitely blind me to um, living a life on mission. And then just the idol of relationships too, of just, um, seeing like who are the people who are really pushing you mm -hmm. to be on mission and then who are the people who um become your mission as well mm. you know so it was just the the dual points there that were really good yeah and in this section when he talks about this you know the idol of comfort the idol of relationships he said something after he says there will always be a way to play it safe in following jesus mm but following Jesus requires risk and sacrifice. Mm -hmm. And I thought that was really good because I think sometimes we try and do everything, especially with young people, mm. to like remove any aspect of risk mm -hmm. and sacrifice. I love that he just went there and mm -hmm. he even went to like a really hard passage where Jesus is like calling people, his dad just died. And, mm -hmm. Um. But yeah, I was I was talking to him kind of beforehand as he was talking through what he's going to preach on, and he kind of brought that up. And he's like, "Man, like you, if you want people to live on mission, like you have to be upfront. Like this will require risk and sacrifice." Right. And um, he, he talked about the idol of comfort. He says, "You know, I'm going to talk about idol comfort, but like you have to attack that mm -hmm. because if you're clinging to that idol of comfort, you won't." be a missionary. And I just mean living as a sent one, wherever that takes you, mm -hmm. whether Boston for a summer, overseas, here, somewhere else in five years, you know, like it's your core identity. And that was convicting to me because it's like, man, idol of comfort and then mm -hmm. idol of relationships. Those are like, those are really, they run adjacent to our lives. Mm -hmm. So you can fool yourself that you're living on mission. Yeah. Um, so, 
super challenging uh, word on Tuesday. Yeah. Yeah, it was really good. So let's bring it down practically. What are some things that we can take away um, or what were some things that you were brainstorming of how to like apply this in everyday life? Okay. Um, I'll skip the Jeopardy music and jump in. Um, <laughs> so it, I'll, I'll share, I'll share the three specific ways he gave just to recap. But then um, there's a very practical way that I've been applying it. There's, it just really helps. So, um, I'll give two practical ways. But he, his kind of takeaways were right. Own where God has placed you right now. Mm-hmm. That's that's key. You've got to view where God has you. I mean, we talked about this week one of our now series, where it's like mm-hmm. when you follow Jesus, it affects the way you view place. And you know, John mentioned mm-hmm. like you need a rich theology of place. God has sovereignly placed you somewhere mm-hmm. um, for his glory. And then he says, don't waste your summers. If you're a college student, listen to this. Like, I actually wish I could go back and get um, some summers back. I mean, I I, I use them well. Um, I would have loved to do something like Jensen for a summer. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. I Same. Even, I even would have. I did camp ministry for a couple summers, and I, I would have loved to even take one of those and do something like a Jensen just because the unique – um, way to learn from a local church and practitioners doing ministry in a city. Mm-hmm. Um, there's lots of great ministry you can do in the summer, but I think uniquely what he was talking about is like sometimes we can go to ministry in the summer that kind of shields us from real life. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. The beauty of kind of his opportunity when it comes to Gen Ten is like you're going in a real city with real people who need the gospel. Mm-hmm. Like it's not somewhere where people are getting carted in for the summer. Um, and I was going, man, I love what I did in the summers, but I would love to <laughs> trade yeah. maybe one of those um, to go get trained in that. And then he said, put your yes on the table of living somewhere strategic for the glory of God. Um, that's key as well. I mean, getting degrees, college students, you're going to have an opportunity, especially with the way the world's going. You can take your profession, your trade, a lot of places. Yeah. and. And part of that conversation with God needs to be like, where would you have me to go? Um, and then I'll share like practically, I think there's a couple of things, you know, I shared at the end with continuing our Jesus Talks campaign. Um, that's that's about the number 500. We're aiming for 500, right? That's a great number. The goal though is to, develop the type of people who habituate mission, mm-hmm. you know, who are becoming someone of mission. So when you start to pray towards having these conversations, it's just going to help you towards that end. So like really pray for that opportunity to have a Jesus talk with someone and write it down and turn it in. Not because there's anything special and not because I'm going to read it and remember exactly your talk. Like, there's so many at this point that I'm, like, I don't know, like, the, I'm not going to, you're probably not going to, you know, someone came and asked me about a certain, like, can I count this? And I'm like, yes, absolutely. In my mind, I'm also like, in no way am I going to go through and um, say whether it's true or false, you know. Mm-hmm. It's much more about the individuals becoming a person of mission. Um, but the practical aspect for me that, I've, I've started to do is I have a note file in my phone 
um, that I saved. And it's simple. It just says people I meet. Hmm. And I've got a Pensacola to, uh, if I live in another city or something, plan mm-hmm. to do it. But it's just got, it's just got people, their hmm. name, some details about them. And the goal is next time I see them, I know their name. I know a few mm-hmm. details. Oh, that's you know? really good. Yeah. So like yesterday at Taylor's, the breakfast place down the road, got to pray over Justin. He's married and has two young kids. Super great guy. Um, he's worked here for three years. He's got two boys under three years old. Excellent waiter. So what, what I've been able to do through God's grace there is if I go again, I'm there on mission for Justin to bless mm-hmm. him, to talk to him, um, you know, to to be used of God anywhere I can share Christ with him, right? But it, that's a simple step where, like, mm-hmm. if you live like a missionary, like, that's a simple thing where I'm like, well, I need to start doing that. Mm-hmm. Otherwise, it's it's always going to be, yeah, I'm living on mission. So mm-hmm. I rambled a bit there, but... No, that's really no, that's good. good. That's really, really good. Um, I think one thing that really stuck out to me, I was coming off or on this day I was fresh from home and I was really struggling with like I'm so far away from home and um not being close to family and honestly like being like okay Lord am I choosing to make like this my home because Mm -hmm. um you've called me here or because like I just chose that this is the place and so when he was talking about idols of relationships that and he brought up um the passage where um the guy's like should I go bury my dad? And um, Jesus is like, let the dead bury their dead. Um, I think that's what he says. Anyways, anyways it was just um, kind of like a, another point where um, God was just so just confirming that where I am, Jesus has me for a reason and that my, my ministry is here. And even though I am far away from family, and sometimes that is really hard, like God has me here for a specific purpose and um, this is where he's given me to do that. And so that was like one practical thing that I got from this. Um, but then also being, um, mindful of those that God has placed in your life, whether that's like yesterday I went and got my, um, eyebrows started. And so I tried to have a conversation with the girl that was doing that or, um, I was grocery shopping a couple of days ago and being mindful of who was checking me out and talking to them and making conversation and having those Jesus talks, um, like Tim has said. So that is really like the application that I got for how to make this, what I do or how to live this out. What we talked about. I really like both of your emphasizes on, um, relationships on really mm-hmm. establishing um, relationships, no matter how short that interaction with that person is, Mm -hmm. because at the heart of it, it's caring for another soul. Mm -hmm. Um, and I think sometimes, um, we sometimes whittle down this, this idea of living on mission as like, it needs to be like this checkbox of like, I've got to give like this five point gospel presentation Mm -hmm. and we've got to have this conversion right here and now for it to be like the standardized, like Jesus talk Mm -hmm. or gospel conversation. But I love how 
you have really broken it down and yeah. like, yes, sometimes when you have those conversations, it is going to be scary. It is going to be uncomfortable, mm-hmm. but it's the goal is to care for somebody mm-hmm. and yeah. to really show like who Christ is and out of the overabundance of how we have a relationship with him. Yeah. To no, that. And the, with what you said, another thing John said is on Tuesday night is like, someone comes to Christ and what we tend to do is we then insulate them in a Christian bubble for the mm-hmm. rest of their life. Mm-hmm. And then 20 years from now, they don't have any mm-hmm. friends who aren't no, Christians. Yeah. And then you tell them to live on mission. It's like, how in the world are they supposed to live on mission? Like to who? And a lot of this comes down to identity and friendship. So if mm-hmm. your identity is that you live on mission, you are a missionary, you are um, a storyteller about Jesus. Like that mm-hmm. is just core to who you are. And then if you just work on becoming friends and establishing relationships with a lot of people where you live, like those things are going to intersect. You know what I mean? So like, that's one of the reasons why I'm keeping this notes tab is because mm-hmm. for me, I am a paid minister on staff at a large church in the South. I really have to work mm-hmm. <laughs> to get relationships with people who are not Christians, mm-hmm. you know, and obviously there's some ways you know, because of Crossroads and we're on campus, I meet people a lot, but the establishing relationships and knowing. So it's, it's how there's certain places I can, I can go in town, you know, I was at Leisure Club the other day with John and um, met Anna from Colorado. She's here with her son. Um, but Tim, another way to, there's a guy that two months ago I was there and, you know, we were dropping someone off at the airport and, you know, invited him up to Crossroads. He said he has some sort of faith. He has a cross necklace. But I was able to check back in with him. That You know, so there's like, mm-hmm. there's ways you can establish relationships. But if you lose your identity as you are a sent one where God mm-hmm. has you, um, you won't do it because you're going to spend most of your time around Christians anyway, which yeah. is not necessarily a bad thing. Um, it just means, you know, I was, when I was in Boston recently, you talk to church planners there. You want to know what their main strategy is when they move into the city? Just make a lot of friends with lost people. Yeah. <laughs> like, there's no way you can start a church without doing that. Like, yeah. Unless you just bring, like, okay, let's, from Alabama, let's get, or from Florida, like, let's bring 50 <laughs> Christians. And But, you know, it's like you've got to meet the people of the city. Mm-hmm. Um, and the beautiful thing is, a lot of what I'm sharing is, it's going to happen naturally to a lot of our audience, especially those of you who are college students, mm-hmm. and especially those of you who are just working in the workforce. Yeah, hmm. You're surrounded by people who need Christ. It's actually harder for the three of us working yeah. in a church, because, yes. I mean, I was down the hallway, a pastor Christian, and I walk up here, I'm talking with two Christians, and, mm-hmm. um, you know, my boss is a Christian, and my boss's boss is a Christian, and... <laughs> Everybody on my team's a Christian, and it's just, you know, everybody loves Jesus, which is amazing, but it's like, you'll lose that core identity if you're not careful, so. You definitely have to have more intention, Mm -hmm. and um, 
just more awareness, really sensitivity too. Mm -hmm. So brainstorm, like we're definitely encouraging you guys just brainstorm, like take an inventory of your life a little Mm -hmm. bit and just brainstorm like different ways and pray for the self-awareness and the self, Mm -hmm. like the spirit led self, Um, you know, because you have so many opportunities at your fingertips from like, you know, a lot of us actually, all of us are going to be traveling here in a bit. Um, I know you're traveling, you have an international flight, um, yep. Anna Grace has an international flight. I'll be yep. traveling out to California again. And it's like, it's not an accident where God puts you to the people right. next to your seat on your plane. Like mm-hmm. even just opportunities like that, that it's like no one can go anywhere mm-hmm. in a plane. Yep. <laughs> so, um, yeah, just, it's, it's all there in front of us. Right. For sure. And then also just be, be praying about like, Put your yes on the table for going mm-hmm. somewhere strategic, whether that's short term or long term. Mm-hmm. If you listen to this, I think a great opportunity is Jensen in Boston. Mm-hmm. Like we can make that happen for you. Mm-hmm. Eight weeks in the summer um, can change the trajectory of your life. Um, there'll be opportunities to go for a summer in England. That's something we're going to be working on very, very soon. Another type deal where it's you go there, you work. Mm-hmm. You know, there's going to be opportunities. In Uganda, I believe, um, with some partnerships we have there. So we have a few strategic partnerships on even my end that I'm setting up for you guys that you're listening if you're part of Crossroads. And the goal is that when you say, hey, I want to be sent, I want to live a mission, it's I've got ready-made opportunities mm-hmm. for you. That way you can focus on praying and going and raising the amount of money that you need to. And uh, you know that there's a good partnership with labors and other contacts that are going to make sure that um you're there to learn and grow and serve so Mm -hmm. we can make those things happen um even internationally for you so that's awesome well guys i always love having these conversations with you the first like 18 minutes is probably like the deepest part i really think so the I, theology of I seasons. Feel like, you know how, like, <laughs> you know how, like Chipotle gives you like these badges, or like Starbucks gives you these badges for like you know going, you know, and whatever. Mm-hmm. I feel like we need to give like a special badge yep. to like whoever just endured the it's first. Like the next Chick Fil A level. Yeah. <laughs> we should send on them our, our Chick Fil A rewards on our Spotify Wrapped or mm-hmm. something just like kidding. that. We should just like code something in. Like. Yep. <laughs> All right, guys. Well. Go live on mission. If you made it this far, um, we will give you a free branded Crossroads pen. Wow. Wow. That was just... And all the people are going to run to the Crossroads (laughs) building. (laughs) So come find me whenever, wherever, and I will give you... Or if you just come Tuesdays and just grab one of them from the seats. Yeah, that would be stealing, which don't think I haven't noticed that there's many of those that aren't there, but technically aren't they supposed to take the Minigrace? Yeah, I mean, I would say. Okay. So. I replace them every week for them, too. And let's be honest. It's not like they're, like, super high-quality pens. <laughs> okay. It's nice. We got you an intentional gift of a pen in the back of your seat. But I'm just saying, as someone who, <laughs> oh like, it's just if bashing. I'm... It, uh, uh, I know, but I'm like, no, no. It we're going to have a talk. <laughs> well, and I will say, they're, like, they are pretty good, like, because I'll, I'll use some at home, and I'll even use some in my office if I'm writing a sermon or something, and it's, like, I'm, like, okay, like, these, they write, which is not all pens. <laughs> 
and and they're not overly like <laughs> it's true they're not overly flimsy He's you know not like the the, the pens you get at the bank are like really flimsy Gosh. or like a lot of those handouts <laughs> and and they don't have the the clippy thing that you can tear off. There's a lot of pluses, but also it's not like it's like, oh my gosh, I want to journal with this. If you're into that, it's more of like this is a good this utilitarian is true. We are pen. pen snobs. That's true. It's a utilit so. you is that how you say it? utilitarian pen? It just has a purpose. Yes. It's not. It's just it, a tool. Yeah. So if you kind of lay it around in your classroom or something, you're it's basically sharing the gospel. So. Thanks for listening to the Crossroads podcast, where we expand the conversations from Crossroads, a weekly gathering of college and young adults out of Olive Baptist Church. We are big about building radical community by keeping it real and conquering those hot topics young adults may face. Be sure to hit that subscribe button so you never miss a beat. And to find out more, visit olivebaptist.org slash young adults.